Here's a great sci-fi sound I heard lately. Although it's not from outer space. More from inner space. It was recorded by a man named Tom Lawrence, who teaches sound in DCU. He spent six months recording the sounds of Loch Ness, around, above and in the lake. I defy you to guess what this sound is. Tom Lawrence recorded it near the village of Toome. Just north of Toome, a great motorway stretches down and continues down into Antrim. This is quite an interesting place. The pillars of the motorway reach down into the water. As the cars pass over the motorway, it sends these shock waves down through the pillars into the water and the sound travels for miles. And sound can travel up to five times faster underwater. So the sound of these cars intersecting at these pillars creates a very, very interesting sound. Probably the most interesting part of this for me is that any time I've listened to the sound of water under motorways, there's very little life there. There's no insects or the water is very barren of any kind of insect life. Life under the water, I think, is probably louder, more busy than life possibly over the water. This one day I took my hydrophones, which are like underwater microphones, and I put them into the lake. And after about an hour, once things had settled down, this tapping started, and I had no clue as to what I was hearing. It was like somebody hammering an anvil over and over and over again. I listened for longer and suddenly I became aware of answers. So there was a tapping sound and then there was a series of answering to the tapping sounds. And then if you listened even harder, you could suddenly become aware of a forest of these tapping sounds. It was quite incredible. And it was like a whole series of conversations that were going on under the water between all of these creatures. Later on that night, I sent the recordings to a friend in the British Museum, in the sound archive there, and she suggested that I should send the recordings to some beetle experts, underwater beetle experts. So subsequently, I sent them to Cambridge University and some friends in Waterford and to some beetle experts in the north, in the north of Ireland. And they all were quite unanimous with what they were saying. 
that I was recording, I was hearing the sounds of the water boatman or the coroxids, which are a little bit like underwater cicadas, very large forehead with ridges on the edges of the temples. And what they were doing was rubbing these ridges with their legs to create this tapping sound. Apparently it's the males who do this and uh, they're trying to attract a female partner uh, or trying to possibly stake their territory. Some form of communication. But what I think was, was quite incredible was the frequency that they were tapping and that was the pitch of the sound that was unique to that species. said that there's an underwater town under Loch Ness and what I was hearing here it sounded very creepy all along the boardwalk there are these poles which presumably would have held lanterns or lights at some stage in their history and with the wind raging across the top of them it was kind of creating a Helmsold effect where the poles were actually rattling uh, with the wind and the wind was creating these tones and this sound and it was very very special sound so I took some of these contact microphones and strap them onto the side of these poles all the way along the boardwalk and uh, just recorded the sound that they were making. The underwater sounds that were coming from the lock, you could hear all of these bottles and tires swirling under the water somewhere deep. And you could hear all these bottles tinkling away. About one-third of the world's population of hoopoe swans come to the loch from around October onwards. They come down from Iceland and apparently uh, it's a journey that they make in eight hours. It's quite incredible when you think about it. They set off from Iceland and, and they fly south to the milder weather. 
and in just eight hours they're arriving in, in Loch Ney. So over the course of a, a couple of months the population swells to thousands of birds. So I travel there with my microphones and I set them up and uh, it was quite incredible. I had um, mallard uh, ducks all around me and I had uh, blackhead gulls flying in on top of me and I was trying to feed them. And down uh, just, just below me were all these hooper swans and it was quite an incredible sound. Coney Island is a very special island, probably because it freezes over quite a lot and the waters around Coney Island become very susceptible to ice during the winter time. Also the trees there, if the frost that forms in the trees creates icicles and it becomes a very special winter wonderland, like an ice kingdom. Apparently the warden there has a lot of trouble. If he gets stuck there during the ice, he could be there for months. But the ice, as it's freezing over, creates incredible sound. And the icicles in the trees as the wind blows. Loch and Environs, as recorded by Dr. Tom Lawrence of DCU over a six-month period. Tom's work is available to listen to in full online. There's a link on the Curious Ear webpage. Just go to the Documentary on One page on rte.ie and click on the tab marked The Curious Ear.